that song was the prayer of Jabez. Uh, Kenneth and I were looking for music for this week, and we came across that. Because my talk today is called Prayer is Affirming Both My Willingness and My Havingness. In unity, we pray affirmatively through denial and affirmation. That prayer takes up one verse of the Bible. One verse. Chronicles, of all things. Chronicles 4.10. One little verse. That whole book of Chronicles is about all the, all the different, from Adam on down. We call all the heritage, all the ancestors and everything. And then that comes in there about Jabez, who uh, his mother named him that because Jabez means trouble. She had trouble giving birth to him, so she named him Jabez. I used to think it was Yabez, but no, it's Jabez. I know, I searched. But then I looked up at Mark, Mark eleven twenty four, that said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire... When ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So it's evident from the, the, that statement that people have something to do with the answer to their own prayers. Understanding the facts back of this statement will reveal that man's failure in the matter of answered prayers is not the fault of an unwilling God. If he or she has met the requirements of prayer, the unanswered prayer shows a lack in one's ability to receive the whatever for which he uh, or she has asked. It must therefore follow that we are in some way lacking in our ability to come into possession of the good, which is always moving in our behalf. This failure on our part is at least one outstanding reason why our prayers seem to remain unanswered. And I, 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 want, I want to reiterate this. Understanding the facts back of this statement will reveal uh, uh, man's failure in the matter of answered prayers is not the fault of an unwilling God. So, to me, the biggest, our biggest problem in prayer is that we are going to God. No matter how many times we come here and we hear that God is within, when we pray, we go to God. And we pray often about lack. We let God know what is missing, that God that we went to. We, we let it, some, for some of us, Him know that of what is missing in our lives. So we're, we're, we're going outside of ourselves to affirm the absence of our good. And that's the, by telling God what is missing, you are actually affirming the absence of it. Therefore, declaring your willingness at your lack of havingness. Now, and, and, most religion doesn't teach it that way. Most religion, even unity ministers, will say, well, unity ministers will say, go to God and ask for what you want. And I say, go to yourself and ask yourself to give it to you. 
ask whatever it it says here in, in Mark. I say to you, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There we go. We're, we're studying Wallace Waddles on Wednesday nights. And he always says, you, we must do things in a certain way in order to manifest. Pray, believe that you, you receive and ye shall have them. That's a promise to me. I read things like that and say, oh, well, there's the way. I have to believe it. Most of us don't believe that we are even loved with an everlasting love by love itself. Do you understand that? Love itself loves us because it can't not love us. God is a word we made up to try to communicate all the bigness that is. But within all the bigness that is, I can't define it. But I can know that it is. I can't tell you in words exactly what it is. I can't tell you what love is. Because there aren't enough words to accurately let you know what love is. But I do know that love itself is. I know that peace itself is. I know that joy itself is. I can choose to experience it all by going within to the, the secret place of the Most High, as we are told in the Bible. So that last part there, it must therefore follow that we are in some way lacking in our ability to come into possession of the good, which is always moving in our behalf. And that's at least one outstanding reason why our prayers seem to have remained unanswered. Now, I don't tell us all this for us to be guilty or feel like, oh, fine, one more time somebody's telling me I'm wrong, even though I am. If you're not manifesting in the way you want to manifest, somebody's doing it wrong. There is no God out there. So who is it that's doing it wrong? Is it our neighbor? Is our neighbor fouling up our life? Is it our mother, our father, who aren't even, most or half of us aren't even on this planet anymore, and, and, and we're still mad at them for what they did, and they better get back here and fix it. And they can't. You know, it's not about going and killing all the people that are doing it wrong and fouling up my life. Can't do it that way either. That won't do it. Blame for why others are doing it to me tells me I have no power. I am just a poor, sad thing waiting for somebody to change something so that maybe I can get a glimpse into happiness, a glimpse into joy. Edwin Gaines, my mentor, said, don't pray for happiness, choose happiness. Don't make happiness one of your goals. You know, that one day I'll be happy. Let me put that on my goal list, happiness. And when it's saying it out loud, it tells me how foolish it is to make happiness a goal, to make peace a goal, to make joy a goal, to make harmony a goal. Those are things I can choose right here and right now. It's not something that I have to wait for conditions to change before I'm allowed to experience them. And so to pay attention to this 
and, and, and realize, oh, 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 oh. So this is the stuff I could choose for right now. And my happiness doesn't matter how much money I have. My happiness is not thinking, oh, when he or she gets enough money, then I'll, I'll flood them, their consciousness with happiness. Then I will do it. Then I'll give them a relationship. Then I'll give them this. It's not that I must choose. I must choose. I must choose. I'm going to read this out of the Holy Spirit's interpretation, the Mark 11.24. It says here, I tell you again, watch your thoughts. It seems that they are tricky at times, for they seem to come only to deceive you and to rob you of your purpose. But you do not need to believe what you find within your mind, and you do not need to believe what you see with your eyes. Be alert to deception. If you are alert, you will recognize it by its name. Its name is fear. And when you see it, you have a choice. You may bow down to it and worship it and do it as it asks you to do, or you may choose to see through it to the love that waits beyond it, silently and in peace, knowing that in time you will return to it there. Whatever you believe you can do, you can do. So, you look, so if you look at fear in your mind and you believe you can overcome it with trust, you shall overcome all fear and enter into the awareness of love. You can tell the fear to go and jump in the ocean, and it will if you believe that it will. And, and, and this is, uh, oh, also, so it goes on to say, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer will be given. Know what it is that you ask, that you may recognize the gift and be grateful. Believe, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's hard to believe when I don't believe. It's hard to believe in this when I actually believe in this. But I, can't, can't, I come to unity and I go other places to shift my beliefs, to believe in something better than what I have believed in before. That's why I do this, that's why I read books, that's why I pray, that's why I, I talk to people who seem to, be, who seem to be choosing joy on a regular basis. And I talk to them and I ask them, you know, what's up? How come? And they said, well, I didn't like the way I was. I didn't like the way I was thinking before and believing before. And I didn't have any joy in it. And my relationships were falling apart. And I was hurting myself. And, and I thought, I can do it differently. How do I know? Because other people said they did it differently. And I asked them what they did. And they told me. And then I did it. And my life began to change. Now, a lot of us, our life starts to change and it gets really nice. And once we get to that point, we think we can go back to the old way, the old selfish ways, the old foolish ways, because now I can handle it. It's like an alcoholic who doesn't drink for a period of time and thinks, now I'm cured. And they get back and they realize, oh, I'm not so cured as I thought, but I can't stop. And that's what happens to a lot of us in our thinking. As I said, when, when, I, when I stopped drinking, my obsession to drink was lifted quickly. My obsession to think was not. <laughs> a lot of thinking going on here. And, and so, when I look at this prayer of Jabez, and he says, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me 
and keep me from harm so that I will be free from, well, in some places it says pain, other Bibles it says evil. It's the same thing to me. It's that I will be free from confusion. Because sickness is confusion. And my pain is confusion. And my doubts are about confusion. They are, they are uh, I'm confused between, am I loved or am I not loved? Is there love? Isn't there love? You know, I, I, I'm confused. I, how could someone speak to me this way? And I'm still loved? Well, yes, love still exists, even in the midst of confusion. David and I walking down Ninth Avenue last night in the city was just a cacophony of confusion. One man screaming because they won't let him in a bar. Screaming. The words and language he used. A block away, we can still hear him. And then there's this other group making a drug deal over here. And then I could smell the other, the finished drug deal over here. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and just people gripped. And I thought, and in this confusion, love still is. So Yabez called on the God, what we call the God of Israel, his God, that he understood. And he says, would thou, wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my border? Well, what's my border or my territory? To me, that's my consciousness. I am, and, and what he's really saying, he's going to God, I guess out there, and asking, but how do we affirmatively do this prayer? How do we, and I thought about it. And it says, I am, and I thought, I am thankful for knowing that I am blessed. Wouldn't that be nice as a daily prayer? I am thankful for knowing that I am blessed. I am thankful for an ever-expanding consciousness that includes goods for all beings. <sighs> really, all? But what about the ones that upset me today or yesterday or the day before? What about the ones that I have imagined things about? What about the ones I wish were dead? What about those ones? But all being good for all beings. I am thankful for an ever-expanding consciousness that includes good for all beings. Oh. I, and then I know that I am eternally loved and that I am free from confusion. And finally, I am grateful to recognize my answered prayers. You'll notice in there, there's nothing specific. It's not I'm grateful for my new car. It is a wide expansion. It's an I am prayer. I am grateful for my I amness. I because within my I amness. I know how to get a new car. In my I amness, I know how to have harmony in my relationships. In my I amness, I know how to see the world. But I am awakened to it. The man that wrote the book about the prayer of Jabez Bruce Wilkinson, he, he's a more traditional Christian, but he said he's been praying this prayer for 30 years. The more traditional one, the, the, the biblical one, and he saw his life different. He has spoken in front of audiences of thousands about this prayer. And he keeps running across people who have been using this prayer for years and years and years. 
and that their life is different because they start their day with it. They start the knowing of their being with this gratitude. Now, again, it, it says, Mark, Jesus told us in Mark, pray believing. And so if you believe in the more traditional version of going to God, well, go ahead and see if it has the effect you want. And if it doesn't, try it more affirmatively. I mean, the Lord's Prayer is a series of affirmations. And all the, most of the prayers we know, they're a series of affirmations. They're actually not going to God. But when these were written, people were going outside of themselves because they didn't believe that the good was inside of themselves. They didn't believe the power to manifest was inside. They thought it was him or her or it or somebody outside who had the power to manifest for, for as if God is going to foist its good on us. God is going to hurl its good on us. Take this car. But that's not what I asked for. Take it anyway. It's good. <laughs> Take this love. But I didn't ask for love. I asked for my enemies to be destroyed. Well, let me tell you who your enemies are. Your thoughts. Let your thoughts be destroyed. That's our enemy, is our thinking that if I can just get rid of this, then I'll be okay. It's like when I did Vipassana. I thought, if I could just get comfortable, I won't be uncomfortable. So I was focused on the discomfort far more than I focused on comfort, I'll tell you. And I manifested far more discomfort than I manifested comfort. And I will manifest far more debt than I will abundance in trying to get cash. I will manifest the absence of it if what I'm thinking is, I've got to get cash so that I won't be poor. I've got to get this so I won't be this. I've got to get this so I won't be this. And, and it doesn't work because I'm thinking about the thing I don't want more than the thing I do. It's not about cash. When it comes to money, it's not about the thing. It's about the consciousness of knowing. It's always been about the consciousness of knowing. You know, so many people, I've got to win the lottery. Would you be happy, joyous and free, if you knew your way is made easy every day and you didn't know how it was going to happen? If you knew your home would be provided if you knew your mode of transportation would be made easy and effortless. If you knew you were loved, you didn't have to work at getting loved. If you knew, but you didn't know how it was going to happen, would you surrender to it? Most of us would not. Because we're still trying to figure out how to get happy, how to get solvent, how to get... We forget. And, and so we, we stay in that place of what he called fear. We actually cultivate and breed fear, and we don't have to anymore. That's the point of walking up these steps. We don't have to anymore. Surrender to the good that is in the invisible. Surrender to your highest mind, not your egoic mind. Surrender. I am thankful for knowing that I am blessed. 
I am thankful for an ever-expanding consciousness that includes good for all beings. I know that I am eternally loved and that I am free from confusion. I am grateful to recognize my answered prayers. I promise you, the prayers that you have been praying have all been answered. Some you'd be very disappointed to realize this is what I've been praying. And other lovely things you've been praying, you've been, uh, they, have, they have manifested and you haven't noticed. How often do we, you know, we get, we get, oh, I want this book. Oh, oh, here's this book, Sean. Great. Now I want this book. We don't even open this one to look at it. We're busy on the next book. You're blessed with a new car. I need mats. <laughs> what, what, what's the, my, it's a, such a silly story about a grandmother who's with her grandson on the beach and a big wave comes and washes him out into the ocean. And she prays, oh God, please return my grandson to me. Please, please. So the, he comes back up in another wave and he's fine and he's lovely. And she says, uh, he had a hat. <laughs> I am thankful for knowing I am blessed. I am thankful for an ever-expanding consciousness that includes good for all beings. I know that I am eternally loved and that I am free from confusion. I am grateful to recognize my answered prayers. In unity, we pray affirming both our havingness and our willingness. I am thankful for knowing I am blessed. Thank you.